Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. looking at me very intensely right now welcome to another episode of spilling eve episode 105 so exciting uh this episode of killing eve is really great and we are so excited to chat about it let me introduce my guest today is the wonderful alexa higgins who is a dear pal of mine and she's also a brilliant actor and writer and creator of Devise Theater, which I'm going to let her explain what that is, along with any other fancy thing she wants to talk about. Oh, great. <laughs> Just a quick recap on everything you do. On my life? No. I mean, sure. November yes. 5th, 1989. Okay, we're going to need The Berlin Wall had... Okay. <laughs> I'm not related to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do some physical theater. Just been working on a show called Diana with my company Falling Iguana and uh yeah so there's a lot of movement it's not dance it's not mime it's a combination of things we premiered our show Diana in PEI and it went very well even though people originally thought that it was about Anne of Green Gables' friend Diana yeah exactly that's so funny I hadn't thought of that until you just said those things together I was like yeah in PEI of all places we packed the house and people were like so this is maybe gilbert and diana like what could be so (laughs) and then an hour later they were like oh okay (laughs) so not that got it got it got it uh well very excited to have you let's talk just briefly about how you started watching killing eve how you heard of the show why are you a fan well a few friends, including yourself, <laughs> said, hey, have you watched this? I think you would like it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's on the list, as everybody uh-huh. says. <laughs> Everyone's and- first question, is it on Netflix? <laughs> exactly. It's not. It's definitely not. It will be, I'm sure. Um, and then I found out that the dear, amazing Sandra Oh was nominated for an Emmy, a his- historical Emmy. And... Um, and then I watched one of those THR roundtables. That's the Hollywood Reporter, which mm. I love so much. Little industry term. Yeah, for <laughs> exactly. And she was just so eloquent. She talked all about the role. And I was like, okay, I have to watch this. Well, great. I loved it. I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump right into it. We just Let's watched the episode, so it is so fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode, I won't lie, I forgot a lot of the things that happened in this episode. So much happened. Watching it through, I was like, oh, this is all 
all in one. So it it picks up immediately after where episode four stops on that really intense cliffhanger of Villanelle coming towards the car with a gun shooting. And I remember at that cliffhanger thinking like, oh, one of them's dead. Yeah, probably As Frank. you would. <laughs> yeah. No one cares if Frank dies. But they're not. And it turns into this really beautiful scene, like extended scene, which is so interesting. So mm-hmm. Villanelle's shooting at the car. Eve's Moving starting, so fast. So fast. And and it's like she just clicked into assassin mode. Yeah. Because up till that point, the three of them, it had been very clunky. And they're fighting with each other. And they mm-hmm. couldn't kill Frank. But like all of a sudden, Villanelle is back on. She's sharp. By Eve, herself, which is her favorite. Exactly. <laughs> no distractions. Yeah. Eve is starting to drive away. And then she... And she just stops and they have this very intense moment eve gets out of the car the other two elena and frank are like freaking out and shouting at Mm -hmm. her and (laughs) eve with this really intense connection with villanelle she sees her in the rear view she gets out starts walking towards her she closes her eyes for what feels like an hour (laughs) keeps putting her hand up in a like uh like a sort of defensive motion which is Mm -hmm. so weird too like why are you doing that and it's like a wave at first and then when she gets closer it's like like pledge of allegiance yeah she puts her other hand (laughs) on her chest which is so strange bizarre and villanelle uh kind of shares a nice moment with her Mm -hmm. and then is pointing the gun at her and pointing the gun at herself and eve shouts out no kissing the gun laughs yeah Yeah, it's just like a very weird moment and then she shoots near her at the ground Mm -hmm. and he freaks out a little bit and villanelle's gone which is just like so mind-boggling and definitely not what i was expecting coming into this episode yeah i love that there's no dialogue yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, except from those shouting in the car, but yeah. it's just they're those, just like in this. Those weird... who are like the voice of us, the viewer, yeah. being like, "What are you doing? You're for sure gonna die, <laughs> buddy." Uh, so then we cut to the three of them, Eve and Frank and Elena, in some mm-hmm. sort of a dinery restaurant. Uh, Frank is so upset, and he's eating his fries with brown sauce. Which how British am I, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I could say chips. That would be more British. You could, as a person who lived in England for oh, a year. Okay. I knew I was waiting for a month. <laughs> we get it. Your culture. People eat brown sauce. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I get it. I love salt. Mm-hmm. So they're they're just kind of having this conversation. They're trying to get any information out of him. He is sort of nonplussed, but just asking, like, what now? What happens to me? Like, he doesn't quite realize the severity of what he has done. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he realizes that they know more about him. They know a lot. Yeah. So he's just sort of being uh, a victim. And then the one thing he remembers, because they're trying to get information, is the name Oksana. One of the three killers was Oksana. Mm-hmm. And Eve very smartly kind of jumps on that and is like, ah, oh, it's it's brilliant. It's She's going to use that name and find out stuff about it. And she doesn't mm-hmm. know who, she doesn't know if that is Villanelle or not. So then they bring Frank to the safe house. Um, first, we find out uh, on the phone that the suitcase that was full of clothes that Villanelle had packed for Eve is covered in DNA, <laughs> which made me instantly think back to uh, earlier guest on the podcast, Maya Paz, who one of her big critiques of the episode we watched were like, DNA, that she's Everywhere. putting her hands on everything. Yeah. So like the hairpin, like every 
weapon she uses is just because she never wears gloves or never wears gloves so it's finally addressed and they kind of say either she's really stupid or like very arrogant or both Mm -hmm. uh which is interesting to hear them kind of talking about her that way but then we're back to the safe house frank is like being his frank self so annoying so obnoxious so annoying uh they're trying to get information from him and carolyn uh is kind of the only one who can get through to him. Mm-hmm. And she says to Eve something like, I'm sorry, you have to see this. I know what he needs. Because he keeps saying he's having a panic attack. He can't feel his, his arms. arms. Mm-hmm. He asks to have a bath. So, so funny. And oh Carolyn brings him into the bedroom and sort of cradles him in her arms and cuddles him, really, petting his this head. like super he's, tall man. Oh, and it's Frank. He's su- he's such a douchebag. Mm-hmm. We all know it. It's so pathetic to see him this way, especially after he's defected and theoretically betrayed this person who's comforting him. killed Bill and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The cause of all of this mayhem. Mm-hmm. And the information that Carolyn gets from him, uh, he says that there's a group called the 12 mm-hmm. who have been giving him all of this money that they tracked. And that they offered to pay his wife's medical bills when she was sick. And that's how they got him in. And now they're paying for his kid's school or whatever. But that was the the hook. He couldn't afford to pay for his ailing wife. Mm-hmm. And that's why. As if that like fully excuses him betraying his country. And he also says that there's a pattern to the kills. Which we yeah. don't go very far into. And he doesn't seem to really know exactly what it is, or at least he doesn't seem willing to, like, give more information yet. Mm-hmm. Except that they're getting closer to the top yeah. of the government. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's the one hint, but otherwise. Yeah, this is a this is a big conspiracy. Whatever's mm-hmm. happening is, like, big time. So then... Elena had already left. She is so good in this episode. There's not a ton of her, but she is so funny. And she kind of goes to Carolyn and Eve and is like, look, I'm going to leave unless you need anything. I'm going to go drink three bottles of wine, yada, yada. Uh, Cry hump is a phrase I've never heard before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is, it is so, it is truly how I feel like I would be if I endured something super traumatic like that. Just be like, I just... I need mm-hmm. to leave and numb out. and But she doesn't want to leave before saying, Carolyn, that was amazing. Or this day was amazing yeah. other than She's that like, time we almost got killed. Yes, this was traumatic, but also I'm happy I finally got yeah. to like be in the field and do these fun things. And she seems so confident. Mm-hmm. Eve on the phone is talking to Kenny and he is clearly has a crush on her, which I don't think we've really seen at all up to this. I don't think so. I think there's been a bit of chat, like chat checking in with each other basically yeah like, like chatty banter yeah but not really like flirting not really flirting and he asks eve if it would be okay if he called her which is so sweet yeah and i think both of us when he said it in the episode we were like oh because <laughs> it's just so innocent and lovely and eve is kind of encouraging it yeah she like takes the time even though she's in this huge debacle totally. <laughs> to be like hey i think that would be really nice yeah. if you called elena and checked in go for it buddy and she tells him about uh the the 12 thing and has mm-hmm. him looking for oxana's in the system from russia 
And then she she goes back to the office. Mm-hmm. Before that, however, she has a real violent breaking point moment where she is waiting at a bus stop. Oh, yeah. And there's a crack in the glass and she just breaks the pane of glass and then is so freaked out and surprised that glass broke all over her. All over her hair, like all, like so much glass. It's the like she followed the is... impulse, but she really, exactly. really didn't think through what that would was be. Was not ready for everything. Yeah, to and she's not usually the kind of person who would do that. So it's not mm-hmm. like she's like cold to it. She's very affected by it. So they're back at the office and he is... <laughs> Uh, Kenny's in the middle of crafting an, like an email or a message to Elena yeah. and Eve sees it and is kind of embarrassed for him and then tells him he spelled professional wrong. And again, his response is like, thank you. Yeah, because there's no judgment or anything. She's just like, hey, if you go back to that email, please spell things correctly. Yeah, uh, and they're going through a bunch of Oksanas in the system from mm-hmm. Russia and finally they land on our Oksana Villanelle and Eve knows it's her and Kenny says all of the specs fit perfectly except Mm -hmm. this woman was killed or died in prison right so it can't be her wink wink nudge nudge so then we go back with Eve to her house and she's brought back the suitcase now that it's been bedded Mm -hmm. and she's trying on the fancy clothes and spraying the perfume on her which still like I understand that they've gone through it to make sure it's safe but if a serial killer assassin mails you stuff maybe just don't engage with that stuff and as viewers I feel like we have like PTSD about perfume. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, don't smell that. I, every time she sprays it, I'm like, well, I know it's not poison, but, but it could be. But it could be. And in any other circumstance through Villanelle, it probably would be. Yeah. Because it's such a good murder device. I know. But she Eve seems to know that it's a long game between the two of them. Yeah. So she puts on this beautiful gown. That fits like a glove. Oh, she looks so good. And she is kind of overwhelmed by how good it looks mm-hmm. on her. And there's this very like sensuous moment of her kind of like admiring herself. Mm-hmm. And she's home alone because Nico had something that she, earlier she had said, like, I'm not going to make it to that thing. But good luck. Ugh, it's whatever. really unclear. Maybe it's another like bingo night. Like I could not care less about what he does, but I do not understand it I ever. But he always brings that kid with him. I'm constantly <laughs> confused. Yeah, I like the kid. We do. The sidekick. Uh, so she's home alone. She's drinking wine while she's trying on these clothes. And then surprise, surprise, who should show up? Not her husband. Not, not that mustache. Not old mustache McGee, Villanelle. And this scene is, I mean, it is so intense. And I'm almost hesitant to call it a scene because it feels like so much Mm -hmm. happens and there are all these different elements and they have a struggle and it seems really, really violent at first. And Villanelle's got her like in a bathtub and she screams in her face. One of the best lines of the series, I think. I, I just want to have, have dinner, dinner with, with you. you. <laughs> Which is so funny and has become like a very popular meme and gif, of mm-hmm. course. But I'm so surprised that that wasn't the title of the episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that title shortly. It's surely the main theme. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so... <laughs> What happens? Right. Dinner. Yes. So then Eve heats up 
shepherd's pie for Villanelle. Mm -hmm. They have a very weird exchange and Villanelle is back to like kind of being sweet. And she says, oh, I'll eat anything. Oh, microwave's fine. I don't care. Like she's Mm -hmm. she's very much playing it off like they are friends. And this is just a normal hangout. Yeah, absolutely. And the even the shepherd's pie itself, again, like Eve's food choices versus villanelles oh yeah and how she savors food and how she loves beautiful oh and like, elaborate food and eve only has the shepherd's pie because her partner made it mm-hmm. and it is leftovers in the fridge it's not like and she- maybe the same pie she exchanged with bill several episodes ago uh, and then she can tell that eve is freezing because she's soaking wet now and she tells her to undress and that she won't look and then she comes over and essentially undresses for sure eve. <laughs> And compliments her body, and it's this very strange, intimate moment. And then she goes back and sits down, mm-hmm. and Eve puts something else on. And as they're eating, they're just having this moment at the table. They've had a sort of back and forth about Eve bringing a knife to the table with her, and Villanelle obviously clocking that, and mm-hmm. sort of saying, like, yeah, you can. Just if, keep it, but it If won't you're do comfortable, anything. but why are you doing that? And don't hurt yourself, yeah. basically. <laughs> Which is so funny, because Eve is the kind of character who would, like, put a knife in her pants for protection and stab her leg by accident. And she puts it in the front, and that just makes a person nervous. Oh. <laughs> but where it's gonna go. So, so nervous. Uh, and Villanelle looks at Eve and says something like, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah. Which, again, is a true, I think. I think so. But so but funny. But the context is so crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so they have this kind of back and forth. And uh, before this, Eve has been reading the case file on Oksana that kind of listed her crimes. And it was very dark and all the terrible things she had done. Mm-hmm. And so she sort of says to Villanelle, like, I I know about you. And Villanelle calls her on it and it's, what do you know? Mm-hmm. And then Eve just keeps listing things. Except they're almost all like compliments. Yeah. And Villanelle, she's so impressed and Villanelle's like, what else? What else? Mm-hmm. It feels a lot like a scene on a date. If you were like complimenting someone and flirting with them mm-hmm. and they're like, what else do you like about yeah. me? Like that's what sort else of the heard? vibe. Yeah. And she's oh. not worried at all that Eve has uncovered anything of note. No, not at all. She she feels like she is in the ultimate power, which makes sense because mm-hmm. she's sort of holding someone up in their own home. Uh, da, da, da. Then Bill comes up and it starts to get touchy and personal yeah. again because as much as Eve does have this sort of infatuation with Villanelle, Bill was one of her best friends for mm-hmm. what seems like a really long time. So it's sort of that thing where you can be sort of taken with someone but then the reality of the situation settles in and she remembers oh this is the person who murdered my friend and took my friend away Mm -hmm. and she grabs for the knife and that's when things get a little violent and heated again and Villanelle very quickly just like gets the knife and has it up to Eve's neck Mm -hmm. and it's it's really scary we hear the door opening, which, of course, they kind of go back and forth. And Eve says something like, I'm going to find out what you love and I'm going to kill it because mm-hmm. she's so mad about Bill. And then the door opening sounds start 
and instantly she flips 180 and, and is begging. apologizing yeah. and begging because she knows this person will kill my husband. It's so quick, the switch of oh. being so defiant and like when it's just her own life in her hands, she seems okay. As an actor, it's amazing to mm-hmm. watch. It's like a masterclass to just see her be so fully one way and then on a dime flip yeah. to the status has changed so fast. So yeah, she's seen Villanelle's handiwork, so she knows. <laughs> oh, indeed, she knows. So Villanelle takes her phone and asks for her password. And this might be one of my favorite sequences. I barely remembered it. Yeah. But Eve is like, one, two, three. <laughs> and then Villanelle's like, yes, yes. And the last digit is four, uh, of course, which is also how perfect is that yeah, for the character of Eve that her password to her phone is one two three four? She is a spy now. Yeah, but she wasn't not so long ago, <laughs> and I feel like she's not very like IT adept. Well, apparently, apparently. not. <laughs> it made me laugh and also cringe. Yeah. it's just it's so funny. So Villanelle takes her phone and she's leaving, and she runs into Nico and Nico's young friend, whatever his name is, uh, and has a British accent on, mm-hmm. and is like, oh. Nice to see you, basically, and walks out. And Eve, drenched, freaked out, quickly tries to be like, oh, did you win? How are you? Mm-hmm. And they cut from that. They don't really stay in that uncomfortability for too long. Yeah, except for one more shot of her sort of with a little smile. A fake smile plastered on her face. Everything's fine. That wasn't a... Don't ask me anything. Psychopath (laughs) assassin who's obsessed with me. So she goes over to Carolyn's to basically tell her, shit, this has happened. She has my phone. She knows the location of the safe house, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And she gets there and Carolyn's having a dinner party and Eve feels really awkward right away. And then she sees Kenny is there and is really confused for a second. And then Carolyn says, "Uh, I wrote it down. Kenny's my son. Uh, you have no time to react to that, so don't feel like you need to. <laughs> Which is so direct so and to yeah. the point and just and just so perfect. She's like, these are the facts, but it's not important to. Which is Carolyn's whole story. personality totally. is like, tell me what Make you need to tell me and then move on. Exactly. Move on. So she they, they rush to the safe house together and we cut to Villanelle at the safe house before they are, obviously. And the shot is so funny because she, she just pops into the frame mm-hmm. of the mirror mm-hmm. that Frank is looking into like a horror movie. With blood on her shirt, which wasn't there when she was with Eve. So you're like, well, I did that math. <laughs> yep, yep, indeed. And she, he freaks out and starts crying and trying to... Uh, like bribe her brandishing a toothbrush yeah (laughs) and he says maybe we can make a deal i have a lot of money and she says yeah i also have a lot of money (laughs) i don't care and he says i have children and her reaction is i don't want your children (laughs) he's like no no like i have children yeah i have to take care of she doesn't even get that i know i could not relate to her more than (laughs) i don't want your children like that's that's a negative value it's not not a positive Uh, and he's freaking out and he asks like, wait, 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 can you kill me in the bedroom, not the bathroom? And Mm -hmm. she says, I have a thing for bathrooms, actually, which is the title of this episode, Mm. which is a pretty good title. Mm -hmm. And he's just (laughs) freaking out much like he was earlier that day with his, his 
co-workers he's just sort of like begging and he just says like please 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 and she can't be bothered so she says fine great let's go to the bedroom like i'll kill you here i'll kill you there i don't really care Mm -hmm. so they go in there uh eve is rushing in basically and by the time that eve and carolyn get there He's dead. He's super dead. They go in and Eve sees him on the bed and he's sort of posed in this very creepy way. Mm -hmm. And his penis has been cut off, which we know is like a trademark Oksana thing that she had done and had been written in her prison files. And also the way his clothes are kind of like cut up on his body. I, watching it this time, and it could just be because they're black and white, I felt like they a little bit looked like the dress Eve had been I wearing. I thought it was the dress. Oh. Maybe. I didn't think that last time, but then watching it again, I wrote down, like, that's Eve's dress. We, sh- no? we should have rewinded, because maybe it is, because yeah. maybe she did take it with her. Because she takes it off of Eve. Yeah. And I think it's, if it is, then it's a clear, another calling card to be like, hey, Eve. Oh, yeah. Like, surprise, this surprise. Is all for you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is very dark and mm-hmm. upsetting. And again, Eve is kind of struck with the reality of, yeah, this person was just in my home and we were having this sort of weird, intense, connected banter. But she's also a psychopath who murders people. Mm-hmm. She's not a safe person to be around. So we we cut from the reveal that his penis has been cut off straight back to <laughs> Villanelle in Paris cooking up two giant sausages oh, yeah. <laughs> which hello that's hilarious such an elegant uh, <laughs> transfer of ideas it's so funny and she is just cooking and she pours honey on the sausages which i all i could think was like oh man that would be so hard to clean that pan afterwards i'm sure she has someone come clean for her probably uh the thought of it caramelizing is just very alarming to me as a cook oh. and She's telling Constantine, who's there, Mm -hmm. a very fake story about what happened with Nadia and Diego and this story where Diego ran Nadia over and then she had to kill him. But like her story doesn't even make sense. She's not even bothering to tie bits of it together. He keeps calling her out on like inconsistencies and she's like this i guess i used my tits she yeah says. <laughs> and he laughs and yeah. it's like you you killed him with your tits very very believable and they just kind of go back and forth and then he drops the bombshell that surprise surprise nadia's alive dun, dun, dun. Uh, and she doesn't believe him at first and says no no she was run over two times and he says she's alive and I think you should see her before she starts telling her side of the story. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting because up to this point, like, Villanelle has been in trouble before and had to make it right kind of for the higher ups. But he, it seems like Constantine cares more about Villanelle than this other assassin, Nadia, yeah. because he is saying, like, go kill her so this doesn't become this, an issue. For sure. Uh, she's in Russia And that kind of freaks Villanelle out. She doesn't want to go to Russia. She asks about a person named Anna. He says, you won't see her. You just need to go deal with Nadia. Mm -hmm. No one else can do it. It's too sensitive. And she is like kind of taking that in and deciding. And then she asks him, what number are you out of the 12? Yeah. Because she, when she took Eve's phone, got access to all of the interviews, everything Frank said about the 12, kind of all of that. And his reaction is, oh dear. 
because it's clear that she hasn't really been privy to that level of information about what she's doing or who she's doing Mm -hmm. before. And also, he does seem to be protective of her. Mm -hmm. So this opens a whole can of worms with the 12. And that is the end of the episode, (laughs) which again, not quite as dramatic a cliffhanger as being shot at in a car. Sure. But drama-wise and tension-wise, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what it really means for her to have that information. We don't know what her going back to Russia looks like and the battle unlock. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. It's like an episode. How many episodes are there? Eight or ten? Eight. Eight, yeah. So we're midway through, and it's a real, like, laying the groundwork for Act Two-type oh, episode. Totally. Not a lot of violence in the moment, but we see the after effects of a lot of violence. But compared to some of the other episodes, like, not even that much murder. Yeah. Yeah. It's murder light, yeah, for murder, sure. It's real murder light to give us a bit of a, a break. Uh yeah, so is there anything else about the episode in general that struck you or that you wanted to touch on? Well, there's so many great moments. I love how slow it is compared to, especially just the action of the episode before. Mm-hmm. There's so much action and violence and um, movement. And then this this story is so slow and plodding, but there's a lot of dread. And the whole long moment with... Eve putting on the dress, looking at herself, drinking a lot of wine because she's afraid of how she's feeling. And then, you know, all this stuff, the slow movement with Villanelle is so interesting. But also before that, just the bus stop thing I wanted to go back to because it's so bizarre. Well, it's funny. We actually have a fan Eve mail question that kind of touches on that. So let's get into segments. Sure. And then we can just gab about breaking bus glass we do not condone that please uh everyone should know this podcast does not condone your criminal behavior i mean okay (laughs) sure (laughs) not if there's cctv (laughs) that's right okay so first segment top line this episode is chock full of good lines. In case I didn't say this earlier, this episode was written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, mm-hmm. praise be, and directed by John East. And uh, it has that witty banter. Even in the serious, slow scenes, mm-hmm. you've just got the one-liners that I love so, so much. So I ha- I put a couple down, but... Yeah. I just want to have dinner with you is definitely one of the top ones of this episode. I wrote that down it's too. It's so funny. It breaks the tension in a good way, but it's also very telling. Mm-hmm. It's not just a throwaway joke because on a certain level, she does mean that. She doesn't kill Eve. She doesn't really want to kill Eve at this point, it seems. Totally. And she wants to be able to have a real conversation with her. Uh, The other one I put from that same scene when they're sitting down eating is you should never tell a psychopath they are a psychopath. It upsets them, Mm -hmm. which Eve's reaction is like, because Eve is kind of calling bullshit on all of this fronting Villanelle's doing. And Eve asks if she's upset. And Villanelle does a weird little pouty face. I loved it. Yeah, "Yeah, I am upset. Mm -hmm, I'm upset. (laughs) Which like, no, she's not. No. Uh, (laughs) So those were my top two. Did you have another line or two you like i had that one as well i just want to have dinner with you because the her face is so earnest which we don't really see from her of course very much and 
like and she's, and she's of, sitting on top of her in the bathtub she's kind of like waterboarding her yeah exactly <laughs> but she's like you're being unreasonable eve i just want to have dinner yeah. with you why do you have to make such a big deal yeah it's amazing and then as a viewer you're also like yeah she just wants to have dinner with you like i don't know why i'm siding with her i'm like just be rational let's have dinner together. chill out eve yeah. Ugh. she won't kill you probably um <laughs> And then another one I wrote down, which you mentioned earlier, was just um, when she pops up beside Frank in the bathroom and he says, I have children. She says, I don't want your children. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. Oh, and there and another one um, in that dinner scene again, it seems like she's about to, Villanelle is about to say something serious that might turn the conversation. And instead she says... Is that a shirt attached to a sweater or something like that? Is yeah. that an attached sweater She's set? She's like making fun of Eve's shitty clothes. Exactly. Compared to the dress she was just in. Yeah. Like, She's <laughs> like, I can teach you how to dress. You don't have to be drab. <laughs> yeah. I love that moment too. Yeah. Because it in another scenario, it could be very funny. Mm-hmm. But Eve is not laughing and she's, she's mad. Not and she's it. just brushing it off. Yeah. Okay, next segment. Top ship. So Alexa. I asked all of my guests this. Do you know what it means to ship two people? I know vaguely because of other podcasts, Mm. but why don't you explain it in case I'm wrong? (laughs) Well, I either attempt to explain or have my guest explain to me. But for our purposes, a ship like relationship Mm -hmm. are two characters that you would love to see together. So usually it's in a romantic context. If there is a non-romantic one you would rather do for today's episode, that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, as Ian McIntyre, who wrote on Degrassi for many years, pointed out, usually the couples have like a portmanteau name made, like Brangelina. Gotcha. So my ship for this episode, 1000%, is Kenny and Elena. Even though we don't see them together and we don't see the interaction and she is probably not interested. I feel like she's interested. Maybe I just want her to be. There's (laughs) just something that's so sweet and they are Mm -hmm. both like good, nice people from what we've seen, but working in this very intense, dangerous, Mm -hmm. high-paced world. So in my mind, I just feel like they'd be such a nice little refuge for each other and be so sweet. Yeah, Plus, their their ship name could be Kalena or Eleni. And both of those are pretty good. Yeah. They sound like Hunger Game characters. Totally. And nothing ever goes wrong for Hunger Game characters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have not read or seen anything. <laughs> it ain't good. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I have. <laughs> Please don't send me the plot to the Hunger Games. Thank you. Good save. Um, well, I... Did I? I'm just most taken with Caroline and Kenny. Oh. <laughs> Not as a romantic couple, of course. That's gross. But just classic. The- <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> just um, it's such a good. Not even a twist, but just an addition to these characters to flesh them out a little bit more. They don't need to be related. It doesn't really. And I mean, it complicates things a little bit later in the season, but. It would have anyway. It's such an interesting reveal that we're not expecting and they don't seem to hint at. No, but then after that reveal, every interaction with them, you're like, oh, that's mother and the son. Totally. (laughs) And later when he goes a bit rogue, perhaps, Mm -hmm. no spoilies, uh, (laughs) uh, 
it's interesting to see like a mother and a son sort of grapple with that. Yeah. hundred percent. So, and even just them standing in the kitchen after they've told Eve, like we're related and they're sort of finishing each other's sentences just in terms of work related yeah. things that need to get done. I just, I find it delightful. That's very sweet. Wow. Two Kenny ships in one episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think that has ever happened, nor will it ever happen again is my guess. Big day for Kenny. You're welcome, Ketty. Next segment, top kill slash kill count. So right after we finished watching this, you and I were kind of debating this a little bit Mm -hmm. about what the actual kill count is. So Frank gets killed and then a guard or two probably at the safe house. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's it seems like there's a body in the hallway. And she, I think there is. And Villanelle and has the blood on her, too. Right. Um, but I I mean, obviously for me, the top kill is Frank, because that's the one we see more leading up to. We do not see the actual kill itself, mm-hmm. but we see the before, directly before and after. It's very dramatic. Uh, it's interesting. That character has been the worst for so long. The living worst. <laughs> but it, it's kind of sad like it feels like a loss yeah. for the show to not have that archetype anymore mm-hmm. yeah exactly just kind of like a wet blanket but in in mi5 which is a funny oh, idea so good yeah like i'm not devastated to see him go but you know <laughs> he was a helpful clue for them as well totally and and the kill itself it's not the most creative we've seen mm-hmm. and it's not the most uh intense but it definitely seems like the purpose of it is to send a message. Yeah. And she was supposed to kill Frank anyway. It was her job. But the way she does it is for Eve mm-hmm. and directed at Eve. So that, I think, plays into their connection and their relationship quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. And it seems to work on Eve. <laughs> oh, yeah. It got her attention. It surely did. For <laughs> sure. All right, time for the next segment, which is, of course, Eve mail, Eve mail, Eve mail, Eve mail. Is that your jingle? Uh, well, I feel like if I just do it every time, Eve mail, maybe. Eve mail. What was that too? <laughs> that was too sexy. That was very this sexy. Is so sexy. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. Today's Eve mail comes from Sam, and Sam writes, "Hi, I love your show." Ugh, Sam. Sam, thank you. Get out of here. Thank you so much. One of the things I am most fascinated by in Killing Eve is how Villanelle and Eve start to become more like each other as the series goes on. Villanelle gains more humanity and Eve gets more violent. I particularly love the scene where she spontaneously breaks the glass at the bus stop. Mm -hmm. And in another scene, she gets violent with her, parentheses, soon-to-be ex, husband. One can hope. Can you talk about what is potentially happening behind the scenes in Eve's brain? And if you think we will see more of this in season two. Thanks. So that and so that's from Sam and Sam's Twitter handle is at Sam underscore Turner 15. If you want to give them a little follow. Hmm. I love this question because Mm -hmm. I think it is such an interesting component of this series to see them literally and emotionally. Ooh, emotionally (laughs) Uh, meeting in the middle a bit leading up to the finale episode. Absolutely. Uh, And physically meeting, as you say, several times in one episode. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I was so surprised to see Villanelle appear in her house because it seemed like already we had seen them connect 
in real time. And I was like, well, we're probably not going to see that again till the finale. And then she was like, well, I want to talk more with her. She seems cool. In other shows, you would just get a brief moment of them Mm -hmm. together and then they'd play it out for like 21 episodes. Yeah. But this show is not afraid of packing in the drama. Yeah. They're not worried they won't have more for next week. And they really do. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I don't know that I agree that even Villanelle are becoming more like each other. I think they are changing and affecting each other. Mm-hmm. And I do think maybe Eve becomes a bit like Villanelle in terms of being reckless and violent in that finale episode two when she's smashing all the champagne. And totally, yeah. Like she she has this rage that's maybe been in her the whole time, but it's starting to be unleashed a little more. Villanelle, she gets sloppy around Eve. And I think mm-hmm. she lets her guard down a bit. But I don't know that she's really changing or at least changing for the better. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that she's having a change of heart. That seems very unlikely. Yeah. It's more just like a curiosity about Eve, I think. Yeah. But there is in the bathroom with Frank, every other time we've just seen her, she doesn't let them speak she's or she does. Cold. Yeah, she has a plan and she's going to do it how she wants and she wants to do it in the bathroom, as she says. So that is sort of an interesting little switch where he says, can we do it in the bedroom? And she's like, okay. Yeah, she doesn't just she like has shoot small, or stab him yeah, right there. She has a small like concession. I don't know why. But there is earlier, um, Frank's like handler, Max or something, says this is where the magic happens when he's sitting on the bed in the bedroom. And then at the end, that's where the magic happens. Oh, really good catch. So, oh, the writing's so good. The writing. Little Easter eggs all over the place. As far as like what's going on in Eve's brain, I know there's so much uh, conjecture and just guessing. I can't talk today. That's all right. I know there's so much conjecture <laughs> and guessing uh, online about this. I think it's really clear that Eve is super, super fascinated with Villanelle mm-hmm. and attracted to her in this like undeniable way and what that attraction is sort of changes and evolves and fluctuates as the series goes on totally and even at the I think it might be the pilot I'm not sure where Eve's um cutting into her own leg Mm -hmm. just to see artery yeah exactly see what happens and like how deep she can go so I think she has that curiosity not just about Villanelle but all lady murderers well yeah and, off and the what top, makes people do what they do they talk about like that being her fascination on the mm-hmm. show we've said a few times like she's a murderino yeah. she's really into this but it starts getting more personal and it starts being more about this one person and even in this episode seeing her stop the car get out of the car and walk towards an assassin mm-hmm. that's not just a theoretical fascination with murder that's yeah. a very intensely personal thing And she, like Villanelle, is either like really cocky that she won't get shot or maybe a little stupid or just like, let's let's ride this roller coaster and see what happens next. And I think, I mean, it seems like she is uh, flattered by the attention from Villanelle, especially in the forms of the nice clothes and these fancy things that Eve doesn't really have access to. And I think she is a bit physically attracted to her, which Mm -hmm. she like you said, doesn't know how to handle. And we see her just drinking her wine, trying to just kind of like chill out a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think she is 
very confused and very lost. And it'll be really interesting to see in season two how they sort of contend with all of the decisions Eve has made and if Eve gets in trouble or there's real fallout from that, how that affects their relationship moving on, even Villanelle, now that she is, you know, spoiler alert, tried to kill her, like... And kiss her. (laughs) Yeah. It's been... Yeah. 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 Um, Just going back to the bus stop briefly, I just noticed her taking her hair down again. I know you've talked about before, like the hair is such a Mm -hmm. running theme with both characters, but there are a few moments where she takes her hair down and then pursues something that is more Villanelle-like. Interesting. So she like takes her hair down and puts the dress on and sort of explores like that part of herself. And then she takes her hair down in the bus stop and touches that crack. Yeah. And then breaks through it, <laughs> sending it all run- flying into her hair, all the glass. So it's just, I just think that's sort of interesting that she ha- she connects taking down her hair with that maybe that sort of not that, murdery side of her but yeah that, that kind of chaos she and, and like inhibition like. I, mm-hmm. I didn't really clock that and that is really interesting because it is I mean for people with long hair you know that like when your hair is up in a tight bun versus when it's out and wild and free like it does feel different and it does mm-hmm. influence how you behave and move through the world interesting okay i have to real quick watch every episode yeah. and check <laughs> I'm sure out when more. her hair's up and down <laughs> i'm sure there's more than those two examples but those stood out to me i've heard well and it's yeah. also like if she knew she was gonna break the glass she probably wouldn't have taken her hair down right. where it's gonna get way messier mm-hmm. it's just like that curiosity that i love about her and also makes her almost as unpredictable as villanelle yeah and that is something they definitely do share throughout. Mm-hmm. Like they're not sure what they're going to do, yeah. especially Eve, as she's as she's walking towards her. And hard, like, what's going to happen? I don't know. Hard <laughs> for each of them to like get in the other one's head. Yeah, when maybe that head is not super clear mm-hmm. itself. Oh, so good, Sam. So good. Thank you so much for the question. Thanks, Remember, you can send in your Eve mails to spillingeve at gmail or send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter at Spilling Eve. We need your questions. They make the show. Uh, thanks so much to everyone who's been sending them in or sending in fan art. It's so exciting. We love this show so much, and it just makes it so worthwhile. Mm-hmm. All right, that brings us to the final segment of the show, which is, of course. Confirm the Kill, a.k.a. Plugs, Ms. Alexa Higgins. Yes, where ma'am. can people find you, follow your career, watch, mm. I don't know, theater you create that may or may not be related to Lucy Maud Montgomery's <laughs> classics? If that helps you, please <laughs> come see Diana. My physical theater company is at Falling Iguana, and my improv company is at Hot Garbage Players. But more than those, if you are interested in stories with two complex female characters and two male characters, please come see The Valley, which is a play I'm doing with uh, Don't Look Down Theater at um, Theater Pass Marai. And that's in Toronto. So if you are a Toronto slash Ontario listener, come out. Make a a trip of it. Mm -hmm. If you are in Europe, I don't expect you to come to this play, but you know what? You know what? If you did, though? Be pretty impressive. (laughs) 
be a real villanelle move it would real uh, surprise slightly creepy uh <laughs> if you're not already following the show at spilling eve of course you can do that you can follow my twitter at christy lapointe and if you haven't already and you're enjoying this show one thing you can do to help out is rating and reviewing us on itunes mm-hmm. so even if you don't usually use itunes to listen to the show it helps us get seen more and put on those fancy front pages so other people will find the show Just tell people how much you love it or like rave about how much you love Elena or Eve. Whatever you want. That would be great. (laughs) Okay, that's it. So smooth. Uh, Yeah, I I still do not have an outro figured out. Oh. Any ideas? Maybe there could be a... Maybe we could spill water on the mics. Would that be fun? Spilling eat? I don't know. Producer Chris, uh, water on the mics. We're getting He's some severe air through no his teeth. thank you looks. <laughs> yeah. Forget that idea. Uh, we will see you next Tuesday. Until then, I was going to say keep killing, but that might be <laughs> not great. Don't kill anyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 